Hello, everyone. We are not playing music tonight because we have a really good show planned out to talk about the Cosmos Connection. This is TJ Marcy T Radio, and we are sponsored by American Communications Online. I've invited a mad painter, also known as Thomas R. Becker, tonight. He is an author, an artist, and radio host, and member of my club per him his agreement. We have a mutual agreement for the ACO Club, as well as Dan Cooper, who is actually in, not that new. I would say at least a year old now. He's you got to be in our group for about a year before you get to play with us. But Dan Cooper, uh, I'm really excited to have him on. He's uh, mm-hmm. Actually, I believe he, we're going to let him introduce himself. I believe he's from California. And a mad painter has uh, agreed to help produce and so we can bring him in here. And Janet Carlesson is on the board tonight, but she's not here, nor is uh, Ken R. Johnston, astronaut with 3,000 hours in the module, space module. But he's over doing another show over in the Albuquerque area and just returned from the Living Expo. But he will be doing the Alien Expo in August in Knoxville, so I'm going to try to get over there. The uh, Alien Expo, so look it up, folks, over in Knoxville, Tennessee, coming up. And we are basically paranormal researchers, and uh, Tommy Hawksblood joined us tonight, Thomas Denise out of New Jersey. So let me get this lineup started. Uh, Mad, I'm going to start with you and Tommy and Dan, so let's get you going here. Thomas and Mad Baker, will you do the honors, please? Introduce yourself. Uh, I'm commonly known as a Mad Painter, and I'm a radio talk show host at uh, Revolution.Radio, as long as also being a manager and a producer over there for uh, Sasha and Janet Carolesson for their shows. Uh I'm an artist. I'm a. I've got a couple of books out there. I kind of a would-be artist or, or would-be author, but uh, I'm learning. <laughs> That's about well, it. Well, thank you, thank you, Mad. You're very humble. Okay, Tommy in Hawaii, introduce yourself, please. Uh, Thomas Hawksblood Snisi, introduce yourself, please. Take yourself off mute. Can you hear me? Now I can. Okay. Thank you. Reading. Go ahead. Well, Tommy Hawksblood here calling from the Big Island of Hawaii. Uh, there's a lot going on here. The chemtrails are being sprayed every day now for some reason. Lots going on. I'm trying to keep notes of everything. Earthquakes that we never had before. So we got a track on and rolling around where I live. But uh, it's always a pleasure to be on. So I'll give it back to TJ. Thank you. Uh, Tommy's been with me seven years and a mad six years uh, coming up in June. And I think it was November 2012, actually, with uh, a mad. But anyway, roughly seven years with the guys. But the new, the newbie in the last year, we're going to have him introduce himself. He's a friend of Janet Carolesson. She found him wandering around somewhere on the planet. Dan Cooper of California, would you introduce yourself, please? Thanks, uh, TJ. Thanks for having me on. Uh, um, I'm an inventor. I invent uh, free energy generators, motors, and engines uh, um, in order in order to uh, save the planet, save humanity from slavery. That's the purpose of doing that. Uh, I also, uh, and what people are most interested in uh, on these shows, is the fact that I had spent 20 years in the United States military 
uh, United States Air Force secret space program uh, contingent. I, most uh, all of my 20 and back years were spent in combat with uh, a contingent known as Dark Fleet. Okay, thank CJ. you. This is this is interesting. Uh, an interesting group of guys, but uh, we're mostly paranormal researchers, folks. And I uh, don't know why Janet Carol Lesson isn't here. And uh, what I'm going to do is put myself on mute in a second because, uh, Matt, I'll give you the con. Uh, and uh, list roundtable. Uh, Dan is new to our group, so I'm going to ask him if he would fill us in because, uh, Ahmed, I need you to help narrate because uh, run the board. What it is is I'm trying to put together our alien contact organization under ACO Dan, just so you know the acronym with the Ascension Center organization, which is more spiritual metaphysical group I started back in the 80s. So I'm, I'm combining Ascension Center org with Allied Command Oracles and uh, the Ascension Center organization. Plus, I just yesterday, officially, even though Tommy and I started over a year ago, but we didn't do much with it, my daughter was dying. So it's the UFO Association. But I'm going to try to combine all those together. So it's a good thing you came on tonight so we can go over how you foresee uh, what you uh, spoke about me working way up there. And Ahmad came in at the last part of the show. But I would like to uh, have us each just for a few minutes talk about each level. But, Dan, go ahead and give us your idea of what you think is going on and introduce uh, – uh, sort of go over what I've got written here about uh, – you working with this gentleman, uh, the Chinese, and helping them in business and in this interplanetary fleet, because I would like to discuss all the many levels of the universe and down, and I think we're starting on the planet and working up. But I'm going to give it to you, and I'm going to go on mute so I can try to locate Janet. Say, Ahmed, you just stay on here now. Oh, I ain't going nowhere. Okay, um... What's your? Well, you asked a whole bunch of questions, but your people are concerned about what's going to happen to us. Uh, people, uh, I did unmute. I did unmute. Are you there? Yeah, we can hear you. That was something she done. Oh, okay. Um, people are very concerned because, uh, and more and more people who are listening to the alternative media um, and. Uh, peep whistleblowers. I'm not really. I don't consider myself a whistleblower, um, <clears throat> but that's what we've been classified as, labeled as. So a lot of people come forward, and a lot of people throughout the world are listening. A lot of um, powerful people uh, in high positions in all different governments are listening, and they all are very. They want to know what's what's going to happen to us. What's going on? Why is the technology being suppressed? Why is it continuing to be suppressed? We've had free energy technology in the late. 1800s. Uh, Tesla did install them and in, install uh, free energy motors in uh, cars, and he, he did it all the way up to 1927. He was installing free energy motors in cars. He did it more than once. His first one was in 1896. Drove car around all day uh, on nothing but a, a six volt battery. Um, and uh, the 20 he had a 27 version that was a little bit better, but that's a free energy motor, and a free energy motor will operate up a vehicle 30 years straight without ever having to fuel the vehicle. You don't even have to charge the battery because because there's enough energy 
uh, coming off the system to recharge the battery if it if you use a battery we don't use batteries uh, anymore uh, for this purpose um, but, but people want to know you know why is this technology continuing to be suppressed especially since uh, the United States is directing and, and has made so much progress and has all these colonies you know now we're seeing the moon shots uh, that the Chinese have provided from the December 13th uh, landing on the moon uh, drone landing um, and then, and then in orbit, they took pictures of the lakes and the streams and the rivers under these glass domes, 25 miles in diameter. And everybody's seeing these pictures. And, and now they're seeing this is real. So they're very, everybody's afraid. What's going to happen to us? Uh, originally, Eisenhower in the early 50s had uh, had traded uh, all of humanity, all of the humanity on this planet, not just the United States. He traded all of humanity. Uh, for te higher technology, for technology. And what I mean by trade is we were all committed to slavery you know, on other planets. And the plan was to uh, bring this planet to the brink of extinction by uh, purposely causing global warming. And then, and then the aliens were going to come and say, oh, you know, we'll save you, but we can't restore the planet until you leave and you can come to our planet in the meantime. And, but it's going to take a thousand years for us to restore it but if you come to our planet, you know, you'll be fine. We'll take care of you. You'll have a great life. The major problem about, and it's not so bad because economic slavery here is much, much worse than, than slavery on these other planets. These are pristine planets you, you were supposed to be shipped off to. You're not going to be shipped off to these planets because the spear being showed up and they put an outer barrier around our solar system so they can't ship us out anymore. Uh, but anyway, the plan was to ship us out, and the problem with that is all the plants that we were going to be shipped out to, they're all telepathic species, which means that if you think a bad thought against them, then you've committed a crime that you have to be punished for. And if you, if you conspire against them in your mind, they execute you immediately. So, yeah, you know. Um, well, Dan, I've got a question for you. Sure, sure. How how can one man uh, be able to sell out the whole planet without the planet's permission? It wasn't, it wasn't a single person. Uh, uh, he had consulted with all the authorities during the period that were involved, um, uh, the Trilateral Commission, um, England. Um, he did not consult with Russia or China. They had basically decided to um, – I don't believe up. he consulted with me either. No, no, you weren't. That you weren't <laughs> I, I don't think that you were an adult then. But I could be wrong. Um, well, you, you get my point. I just can't see how, you know, it's, it just sounds weird that you I know, know. He had that kind of authority over the planet. Slow down, Thomas. Um, they, he actually does have legal authority, and I'm not going to go over the legalities of it, but he did have legal authority to do that. Anyway, um, that question was asked of me by an NS, the NSA agent. I'm sorry. I asked the NSA agent the same question. Why did you do that? And he said we really didn't have a choice. They were so far. All of the aliens that had, that were here that had had us under control uh, were so far millions of years technologically advanced us. We had no other choice but to try to get some of the technology and then see what we could do from there. And the fact of the matter is uh, Lockheed Martin's uh, um, special team under Marilyn Hewson Boyd Bushman was on the team. They had engineered, they had actually created the eighth force. And when you do that, you bring the spear beings into town. And that was the reason that they had put the, um, the barrier around our planet. 
because we had developed the sixth force, uh, eighth force, eighth force, the eighth force. The, um, the spirit beings administer, administer the eighth force. It's the most powerful um, material force in, in, in the universe. And um, so they control it very strictly, and that's why they put us on lockdown. So we've sort of, uh, so we sort of did figure out the, the problem, the solution by um, by bringing the spirit beings, and, and and then they put us on lockdown. Now we can't be removed. So in essence, Eisenhower did take a gamble, and it did pay. In there, that's what the NSA said. Right. No, I was just curious, you know, because I didn't, it, it I didn't seems, agree with it. I, I don't yeah. agree with it. <laughs> that's what that, I was saying. What I don't happened. agree with it. I don't agree yeah, with yeah. the decision. That's what happened. <laughs> but uh, well, can I it ask, just it just strikes me kind of strange as all. <laughs> let me ask a question, Dan. Now this is hearsay, and you know because you were a paralegal, and I was a paralegal, and I was investigator, and I know you're working and becoming. You made some patents while you were. And you're a scientist now, and that's fine. We all change hats. But when we have our firsthand information and we're joining together, trying to get everybody to cooperate, the word cooperation and non-conflict. <laughs> and it sounds like, are you saying that this is something you learned in your job on this in this reality? Are you got this, is this firsthand information, not hearsay? Because you would have had to have received well, it I, yourself and know it beyond the shadow of a doubt. If I ask an NSA agent, um, why did Eisenhower do that? That's not Eisenhower speaking because Eisenhower's passed. So I guess it's secondhand information. So this is information that was told to an alleged NSA agent without you checking his credentials or knowing him or is, you understand what I'm saying in a court of law. Yeah. And I can't, if, I can't, if I can't on, pass that information on, but I, I did check his credentials thoroughly. But you're saying that this was a story you're passing on to us. This is a story yeah. that somebody told you. No, no, this is a real NSA agent that told me this and said it was a fact. Hearsay. I know. But that's yeah, it's hearsay. Okay, so that's a hearsay story from his mouth to your ears in this reality, 3D reality, right? Well, really, that's mostly what we have for any any kind of information is you know, unless you're part of the actual information, it's all hearsay. Well, that's what I'm talking about. uh, That's what I'm talking about. First-hand experience. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, so hold on. You have to experience. the law when it comes to hearsay and testimony is if the government is suppressing uh, primary information, secondary information, and hearsay is admissible. That's the law. And the information is being suppressed, and I can prove it. The government suppresses the information. Therefore, secondary information, hearsay, and testimony is admissible. So in the Mueller case with the Russians, how do you feel about that one? <laughs> Is that I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm an inventor. I'm a physicist. I work on inventions. I don't follow that stuff. I have no okay. idea what you're talking about. Okay. Three days. Not even in three. Slightly. Three D politics. I was just wondering because that would have been uh, like another model for something you just said. In other words, uh, if it's suppressed, it could be hearsay could be submissible in a court of law. Is that internationally or strictly in the U.S.? Well, I know U.S. law, but uh, 
Um, from and I've also uh, delved into different countries' law, and a, a, a lot of the countries have very similar codes, very similar laws. So I don't, I can't tell you specifically, but I know the United. That's the law in federal law in the United States. It's also state law in all the states of the United okay. States. Okay. Well, uh, all right. Well, I appreciate you sharing that with me. So you did meet this human form because we discussed last night you sharing more information in 3D form. That would be uh, this gentleman from China that I've written or cut, cut and pasted with permission from Janet, this story that you figured, let's see, he figured that they, the Chinese, had been denied a seat at the table. Now, she's gotten parents with the interplanetary corporate conglomerate the ICC. So let's break that down and discuss that because I've never heard of that unless it was with uh, – uh, it's probably relating to some of the things we know by different words or acronyms or, or things. But uh, can you explain uh, – because other people in their mind's eye, whoever their God is or whoever their higher self is, may have experienced something on the other side or out-of-body near-death or – been taken, like I've been taken in 3D form. So I'd like to discuss all these levels and try to make it understandable in a cooperative manner. Can you help us with uh, your understanding of this, if you don't mind, the interplanetary? Uh, Get what I'm saying? Well, the secret space, there's an awful lot of information. It's really hard to start from the end without starting from the beginning. But anyway, everybody okay. has sort of heard of the secret space program. And uh, that secret space program um, is controlled by a committee of 200 people, and then there's an oversight uh, council of seven. And that whole group are um, mostly the um, controllers of the major aerospace corporations, and that's and so they and it actually left the military control and went into uh, private corporation control. So that's why we call it the interplanetary corporate conglomerate. It's a group of uh, U.S. corporations and some other uh, corporations in Europe, uh, corporations in the Five Eyes, mostly U.S. aerospace corporations that run the secret space program, and they own all of the assets and all of the colonies off-planet, out of solar system and in solar system. TJ, did I lose you? Hello. I'm sorry. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. To my keep, daughter I try to give short. If you have, you you give me ten <laughs> questions, so I try. To, I try to well, keep it short. You. So what else? Did, what didn't I well, answer? Well, thank you, thank you, sweetie. Let me get Janet Carolesson on here. She's been patiently waiting. Janet Carolesson, would you like to introduce yourself and then welcome Dan and Amad and Tommy to the show, please? Go ahead, Janet. You're you oh, got the floor. Hi. I'm Janet Carolesson. I'm the co-host for this show, and this is part two. We actually did part one last night, um, and we're talking to um, Dan Cooper, and we're talking about the Secret Space Program, the Interplanetary Corporate Conglomerate, and who and what they are, and what's going on behind the scenes. It's a very interesting subject, and I've been talking to Dan about his involvement in the, the uh, 20 Back Program for years now. Yeah, a couple of years, about a year now, right? Or half a year. Who knows? When did we meet, Dad? <laughs> I'm just waking up. I fell deeply asleep. I was off planet. Boy, I was just intending to 
uh, lie down for a few minutes and refresh, recharge, because I've been up since 5 a.m., but here we are. So I missed the first part of the show. My apologies. And um, so we were talking about the, I guess you were just explaining the interplanetary corporate conglomerate. And those are, would they be known, would they be part of the Illuminati? Is that a, a correct uh, thing to say? Or are they a separate entity? No. The Illuminati okay, is one small faction of the interplanetary corporate conglomerate. Okay. The Vatican is a very small faction. The Nazis are a very small faction. Women are actually on the committee, but they're a small faction. Mostly these big, so powerful how many, corporations. How many factions are in this interplanetary? So oh, they I, are I don't know every. I don't know every. Um, I, I don't know every single person and every single entity. Okay, but you just uh, okay. So these are the real. This is the real force behind the secret space program. They run it. Those, they run. those okay. corporations. They run it. And so the so we're already um, as a species we're we're already spacefaring species and we are out there trading with other beings. About how many species are we interacting with? Or is it in the? Uh, there are there are supposed to be nine hundred, but because my twenty and back years were um, in combat and those that information was kept from us. This is information I'm getting from Corey Good that there are 900 different planet, uh, 900 different species, 900 separate solar systems that we that we had dealt with before the outer barrier went up that we were doing regular commerce with. Uh, Randy also said the same thing. Uh, Randy Kramer and Corey Good give very accurate descriptions of the real secret space program. Well, we did a show with uh, Randy Kramer at the. Um um, Stargate and Cosmos Expo conference in uh, Albuquerque in October, and he was saying that we actively trade with other species. There's a big uh, facility, I think it's outside of Jupiter, like in the overlooking the clouds. Is it Jupiter? I, I, you know, it's been a while since that happened. But um, but he was describing that they all gather together and trade, and the biggest products that we uh, export are children's clothing and beer. Did you ever hear any yes. of that? It was, it was just fascinating. Tell us yeah, yeah, more no, about No, no, no. His, la- his last post was on that station. So he knows. Mm-hmm. That was his last post. Right. That was an honor that they gave him. He's, he's our most decorated uh, super soldier. What can I say? 26, 5. Does you know what a 516 star is? Same thing as the Medal of Honor. You get one Medal of Honor. He has the Marine Corps Medal of Honor and 26 516-inch stars. This is our most decorated warrior. So these these people that are decorated in the secret space program, they're not going to have a regular military status, nor would they get a paycheck like they had been uh, Randy is now. Military. Randy is now because they redrafted him uh, to represent uh, the uh, program. He is actually their formal, the the real formal person that they um, allowed for disclosure. I also believe that Corey is also authorized, but not so much as Randy. Uh, they like Randy. Uh, the, uh, I've talked to different officers in the Secret Space Program generals, and they they mm-hmm. really like Randy. Randy Randy has really impressed a lot of the brass. 
So um, and I wanted to ask you some of everybody on the panel. We have a, a mad painter, Thomas Becker, and Teresa J. Morris and myself. I'm civilian. I've been. I've had a military contract. I was on Johnson Atoll. I was only there about a year, two months, and I don't have any cutting rank or status, or do I get any kind of, you know, military pay or retirement from the military? But uh, TJ and Thomas, you were both in the military. Um, could you answer uh, yes or no? What was your highest rank? TJ, what was your rank when you were um, when you left the military? How how long did you serve? TJ or Thomas? I don't know. Maybe somebody's on mute. Thomas, do you mean rank or uh, no, yeah, there's rank, a difference between rank, rank and security clearance? Uh, Okay, you mean GSA? I, yes, uh, the highest rank both. I made was, rank? was E3, but I had a top security clearance. Okay. And what does that mean, top security clearance? Uh, I was above most of them, but not real, real high. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so, you know, I was on Johnson Atoll, and there's a certain level of security clearance you have to even get onto the place because they don't even let most people on that island ever, you know. And when you land, they literally have these big, uh, big guns. I mean, big guns on, uh, you know, on, on wheels, right? And they're they're aimed at you when you're marching out to get on the plane or or come into the island. It's it's just amazing. They they drop you off at the tarmac and you know you walk across the tarmac and the whole time you're walking either way to come or go. There's this these big guns aimed at you and soldiers, so they want to make sure there's never a terrorist attack and they're prepared. But I, I know there was some kind of ranking. TJ, are you with us again? Hello? Did we lose our host? Are we still on? No, I'm sorry. I'm here. I can hear, I can Believe hear it or not, I had, thank you. I had people in the room, and I didn't want you to hear me. I was looking no, up under... No, we don't want to hear them. All this intergalactic conglomerate and all that. Well, wait, I asked a question. What? Can can you answer the question I asked, and then we'll go back to that. Um, Sure. What was your highest rank, and, like, how long were you in the service? I know you were in twice. You were rehire. And uh, what was your top-level security clearance? You were talking about two different things. uh, Yes. Because we're not talking about – uh, Dan didn't wear a uniform at all. This is my understanding, right, right. Dan? What about you and Thomas? You and Me Thomas. and Thomas. Uh, yes, Thomas as far as already. Under, it's different. It's not the same. So you, that's one thing we've got to get clear. When Dan's talking about something off planet, we already, and you say, are, we already cleared that. We just want you, Dan and I were not well, in the different thing. Legally, it's not the yeah. same. So that whole Great, thing about that. me bringing forth the Allied Command is how does people that have rank like me and Thomas Becker, when we were like enlisted and we have various levels, we may go in and do boot camp and then get what they call an A school. And mine was hospital corpsman. I went to Naval Hospital Corps School, but that's not what I did. That was like a job. Then I went over and worked for the CO and XO, and I did Judge Advocate General investigations and finding of fact and putting together what they call JAG investigations. And then Mm -hmm. after that, 
so that's in uh, uniform. Wait, let's see. No, boot camp and A school is in uniform. So that's called uh, active duty, the green card. And then I say that's one level. And uh, Thomas, you want to explain to her about yours at the active duty green card in this reality, in this world, and in this real 3D? Because what we're talking about is completely different. Because she needs to understand the difference. Well, yeah, I, I told her it was a difference between rank and uh, security clearance. Even though I wasn't really high in rank, I had a high security clearance because of what I was doing. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the other people what come in. What were you doing, Thomas? I worked with nuclear weapons. Okay, yeah. Okay. So, I had to have a certain certain uh, security clearance in order, you know, they had to trust me enough to play with them. <laughs> Basically. He had to have a minimum. He had to have a minimum of a top secret, which takes a minimum of six months. So while he was going through boot camp, they gave him one level. When he got assigned an A school or a designation, they then went into doing his background because then he had a need a need to know working with nuclear. And uh, did right. they tell you it was above TS at all or or not? You didn't have anything above TS. I- all I know is I was able to do what I was able to do. It was it's all so compartmentalized. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's all yeah. compartmentalized. I, I, I was trained to a certain level and no higher. Yeah, but you work nuclear, so that's minimum TS. Even back when you were in it, <laughs> that's a minimum. <laughs> nuclear, they don't. They, so now, what was today, your ranking, TJ? What was your security clearance? Well, yours? that's on this. You're trying to get me to convince you that I've got something above and off planet that allows me to do no, something. No, I don't. I'm exactly. not trying to convince anything. I'm just asking what was your rank and what was your security clearance? On the planet here, it's way above top but, secret. It was called, I can't even tell you because it was too compartmentalized. But trust me that it was above Royal 14. It was above Q. These are things you'll hear yeah, about. Yeah, there's something like 30 some uh, above top secret. Okay. I had a very high clearance. That's what you're looking for. Yeah. So, Dan, when you did yours, uh, even though you were in the the secret mode, the space program, did you have have any kind of rank? Right. But when you were in that program, did you have any kind of rank or... Uh, in in, in in dark in dark fleet we we uh, there was no need, yeah. need for security clearance for us we didn't I mean uh-huh. there, there was no need um, you're out on ship and you're so far away from this solar system inconsequential it doesn't mean anything right I never heard anybody Mary, talk about our clearances off planet to be honest. <laughs> But I get what well, you're saying. Well, I'm just, say, I'm just asking, how does it work? Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. asking, how does it work off planet? Uh, do they have rank? Do they have security clearance? Is it is well, the actually, military uh, organized the same way that, that is on Earth, or is it a different structure? That's what I'm asking. How How is it structured? So did you well, have I can tell you what mine is. I can tell you what okay, mine let's is. Okay, uh-huh. uh, So you, you consider it the same in uh, far... Those that are not familiar uh, 
this is accepted just like if you die and see Jesus or God. It's whatever you think. It appears the same. So for Tom, when he saw, he saw Army because we had this conversation. So he was in the military and saw office ranks. When I went, I saw Navy ranks. And this was one of the first arguments that separated us. Because neither one believed the other one, and we separated because we were truck drivers at the time. Because we both knew where we'd been and what we'd done, and this is before I knew that I was at the end of his barrel. So you know the stories that all blend together, and you're trying to decipher it into one reality, and it doesn't happen that way. It's, it's apples and oranges, just so you know. But when I went up there, yes, we had the commanding officer and uh, he's in the book, and uh, from there, there's officers on, the, on each ship in charge, but I got transported to the fleet, and I worked at the flagship, and so did he, and I worked in communications. He worked in weapons. So when he uh, was on the planet down here, 3D in the uniform, he was looking for weapons for the uh, DOD, Department of Army, and CIA, but basically President Reagan was the one that cleared him to go underground. And he had to get a higher clearance to do that. As a matter of fact, to the Pentagon and other things. That was here in this reality. And this reality got him started where he was able to learn about off-planet. Me, on the other hand, flipped that. I had been off-planet first and knew about this stuff. And then I learned in boot camp that I had a, a ET vision in my head a meeting Tom, and then when I got over to Hawaii, uh, a, a psychic told me I was going to meet a guy, but I was already married to a GS-13, and you know Rick's an 18, so you know it goes as high as GS-18, just so you know, but I'll plan it. I was uh, in, indoctrinated as a uh, commander, and that's as high as I could go. We called all the people that were working at ship commanders. Even on gas, a shuttle, which is what Ken's talking about. But on the when I came back after this last time, and the one I told you about on the ocean here in Gulf Breeze, which I never understood why the ETs let my daughter get a picture of a UFO when I'd been trying my entire life, you know, in San Diego when I was working at Balboa in hospital in '75 and '6. They would never let me see them. But after I came back after two deaths. And then uh, this from level five, and I got to go to level seven. That's when I got uh, admiral, uh, an admiral level, and all I could relate it to was Star Trek because I had no other way to understand why they would do that. But because uh, they took me and lifted me up and put me in the chair, and you know, I said, like, that was Jesus. (laughs) Anybody looked like Obama. I'm like, man, am I messed up. (laughs) Obama was Jesus. So, you know, remember, Janet? But so that's how I got my uh, level of uh, ambassador, I guess, in my reality. But see, now they mix up. They go from 3D to off-planet. Then they go to you asking, did you really experience that in body or out? So this is why I wanted to have this show tonight. And Dan, because, you know, we're all important. So, Ahmed, you know what you were telling me? This is an important time for you to speak, Ahmed. The difference. I'm, you see, I'm like sorry, you're I'm lost. Well, I don't want you yeah, to be I'm lost. Yeah, I'm a little bit lost, I want too. you to help. <laughs> there, okay. because, well, Dan may could help. 
Dan, you understand there's very – Dan, help me out with let's get it written down about the levels. Can you do that? Or you want me to read how they do it on the planet? Levels? What What do you mean levels? Well, okay. <laughs> oh, all right. There's levels. Level of are, we still talking, are we still talking about ranks? I think we're no, trying not, to help. I got lost. I don't know where TJ is going with what you're talking about because I got a little bit lost. Okay, and levels. I'm sorry, I got lost. There's levels. Well, we're talking about just in the in the military and the secret pro, pro, space program. There's, yeah, there's we're not separate yeah. things. Actually, yeah, that's what group, we're talking about right now. Okay, let's do Go ahead, Dan. In my group in Dark Fleet, we, we took U.S. Air Force ranks. I, I was an airman, I, and, I, and that's what I stuck with, first class. We don't, we, ranks are irrelevant out there. In fact, the Japanese uh, insisted that we never wear rank. Wow. For combat, for combat reasons. You, you don't want to let your enemy know who's in command. Oh, that's true in the field. That's true. You have to rip off your insignia. Just like when I was a corpsman, you can't wear – you can't uh, – that's true, Dan. And they didn't understand why I got to wear a weapon if I was a corpsman. I didn't really understand <laughs> that myself. But you're right. I had to rip off ranks when I wore black, and that's in this reality, just so you know. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we only wore rank at ceremony. That's it. And on my, my rank, was, I was always I was always first class airman. That's it. All right. Well, so Janet, that's, yeah. So we have this reality in our head, but that doesn't mean that that's in the three D reality. It's very complicated to talk about. So that's what I'm trying to do. Is we're going to establish levels rather than human. Like Corey Good, you know, there, there's oh, a. Let me just let me just interject something. When you watch Star okay. Trek, um, everybody in Star Trek has rank. You know, they have the military base, and people are, you know, going through the universes, and now they're going 900 years in the future with the current episodes, and so they have rank. You know, um, so they seem to have carried that over into a Star Trek world. So I just thought that, and then, and then of course, like uh, Corey Good was on. On Mars, so he's out in space and he has a rank, right? So I thought they were using it across the board, but I guess they rank or no rank. Even though this is a military combat type exercise, they, they don't really, for me, looking at this as a a, a civilian <laughs> looking at this, they don't appear to be consistent, rank or no rank. And anyway, I know that you were in the regular 3D U.S. military. Like like Thomas Becker, right? But you were also TJ. You were also in the secret space program. So I wondered when you were in the secret space program, you were um, you were in the rank of commander at one point. Which I'm not sure how that equates to the U.S. you know military. Commander is that in Army, Navy? You said Navy. Navy. Is there a rank called commander? I had to learn all the, the ranks Navy. on the planet. And I had to learn all the ranks on the planet in boot camp. That's SOP standard for anybody, whether they're Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines. You have to learn all the enlisted in officer ranks. It's part of your boot camp right. training. And I but, don't know that. I don't know that. Right. Okay. But when I got out and became a civilian, I also had to learn the difference between civilian levels, 1 through 18, like uh, 
Rick was a GS-18, but yet he taught all the SEALs, probably at GS-13 or something. You know, it's rank in years, and you have to have a, an Office of Personnel Management grades each level by the description and the words, the key words, go into your resume and the jobs you've had. But it's based on your inner consciousness, and the basic continuity is what's normally under uh, uh, scope, course and scope of your job. And so what I learned, the difference was what you do down here isn't necessarily what you do up there. And that's what I'm finding. But to make it easy for people that are trying to learn about the, just the generic term, which I first learned uh, about this in 85, but I had to experience it firsthand. So my experience will be different than Corey's or somebody else's. Corey apparently worked I think he was Army uh, Reserve or something in uniform, which has nothing to do with what he did on ship. But I, I did, used to know the basics, but I don't anymore after Corey got away from uh, Avalon and uh, Bill Ryan. So his story was different. He came out because he was quiet. But now I did follow uh, Bob Dean with the Supreme Headquarters because Tom worked in Paris. And we brought up Robert O'Dean because he was in the U.S. Army ranks, right? And you liked him, mm -hmm. and I liked him. So you and I were going to do our best to follow the Allied powers and the Supreme Headquarters because I was shocked that what I learned, and Dan may find this interesting, that uh, you and I were talking about something and looked it up, and it was on the planet. And just now I looked up the Interglomerate League of Nations in the uh, whatever Dan called that. No, it is. And it's in fandom. It's in. Uh, it's written up already, you know, in different groups that do uh, cyberspace, uh, oh, movies and, and comic books. And they, they, they take it, and then it gets so confusing. You don't know if it's reality or groups or people just talking and, Putting it in a fandom right now. Well, that's, that's where exactly I read it. what they did with the Federation. You know, they they put it in Star Trek. They called the Federation, right? Right. Um, so it's all confusing. And so and they do that. Mm -hmm. So uh, following the Supreme Headquarters on the planet, this there was a report done about extraterrestrials, and that was the one we were going to follow for the shape assessment, which Robert O'Dean brought out. But now, see, this is. There was radar and electromagnetic effects and the optical and light analysis and the photo and holographic analysis and historical research and evidence and uh, metallurgy, technical analysis. And uh, that might be where Dan would be if we had the real UFO uh, thing. Uh, hold on. Uh, atmosphere is one of them. Uh-huh. And atmospheric, physical, and meteorological then biological analysis and auto. Uh, well, uh, uh, let's get back to let's get back on topic. It's real complicated out there. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's real not complicated. It's too complicated. Let's not go to reading stuff. We got live people here. Okay, so back to Dan. People. Okay, back to Dan. What would you like us to know today, Dan, about your uh, development uh, in the space program and what's coming up? Go ahead, Dan. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just one thing about ranks. The the, G, the GS ranks are compared to uh, military ranks. It's easy to look up. Just look up. Um, mm -hmm. You can see you can see the equivalent uh, ranks. Just look up this one. Uh, I'll give you the look the look up. It's uh, Army ranks to GS pay grades. It also has the Air Force, Marine, and Coast Guard. And w when uh, 
when TJ Singh, uh, GS-18, that used to be um, the three-star lieutenant general, was, it used to be GS-18, but they kind of changed that now to SES levels. All, all generals are SES, but it used to be the GS-18. So she's talking about a three-star general equivalent rank, GS-18. Now it's called SES-3. Um, look, up the, look up the GS uh, Army ranks the civilian GS pay grades. Okay, now what's your okay. question? Uh, we wanted to go back to you and ask you, you know, we we're, um, we have these shows and they, they're long and they're short at the same time. So time's going to go fast. What what would you like us to know about your story? I know you had training. You wanted to address um, the um, the facilities are, that are on the moon and the uh, Chinese. There's, there's a lot of directions we can go with this show, but we didn't even cover, you know, half of it yesterday. And so we're... Here we are. We're back in. We're almost three quarters way through the first hour. So let's focus on the items that you had on your bucket list and what you want to reveal to people on this show today. So go ahead, Dan. You're asking Talk 20 questions. Uh, what, uh, what you want to know is what's the most important thing that I learned in my 20 and back as a super soldier yeah. in dark. What was the most important thing I learned? What I learned is that the most advanced civilizations do not engage in combat with technology. They agree to resolve their conflicts in ritual combat between, com- between combatants, in duels. The most advanced, and that was the most significant thing that I had learned. That the most advanced okay, civilizations so don't use to technology to fight, to fight with each other. And that's actually what the Anunnaki did. Uh, there was a point where they were trying to find uh, to uh, figure out who was going to be king of the beers. And they said, okay, let's wrestle for it. So they got butt naked and they wrestled. And the victor was the king of the beers. Now, in their story, they didn't kill each other. But your story, when you send a, uh, a warrior, a gladiator, to fight for your planet and you fight for the United States, so it's like the Olympics. You fight for the United States, but it's to the death. So could you explain that to, no. us, to the listeners? No, it's not to the death. No. Every, it's not every engagement, okay. every duel has a different rule of engagement. Some, are to, some of the engagements are to first blood. Some of the engagements are to dis, disable the whoever. If you're disabled and you can't continue to fight, you lose. And some, very, very few of the matches are to the death. You only one person leaves. So, have you been in both types of fights, and what was the circumstances? I've been in all three, many times. Okay. I was a duel. I was a that was my specialist. I was a duelist specialist. That's what I that was I, what I was trained for. I was trained to be a specialist duelist. That's what I was. So, explain to us. Uh, give us a story about um, all three scenarios. Uh, I told you before I didn't want to do battle sequences until I gave the uh, training battle sequences. But essentially, okay. uh, I fought with two laser. I fought with two laser swords in uh, combat with one or more uh, combatants, and those were the duels. Most of the duels were with laser swords, and I had two of them. So go over the training. Those, then, those, that's I, what you I, want to I, tell I, us. Yeah, tell us. Go ahead. Point is kind of. I, I find this kind of action disturbing myself. Mm-hmm. Nobody right. else does. 
I mean, this, this means that might means right, and that's not the way reality is. So why do they use that system, Dan? That if you if you're physical and you have power physically, that you win. That establishes the course of uh, for entire planets. What was the, the logic behind that requirement? No, that, that that that's that's the way. That's just the way they resolved conflicts. They they decided not to use. Uh, technology to engage in uh, uh, dis- resolving their disputes between each other. Meaning, one realm has a uh, one realm, many solar systems has a dispute with another realm, many solar systems, and they didn't resolve. They decided not to resolve, uh, engage in combat with each other uh, with weapons because weapons were so dangerous. The, the very advanced civilizations quickly are able to develop weapons that can destroy planets very quickly. And they stopped doing it. Yeah. And so they, on the beer, so, they it, had uh, fought. They were. They had wiped themselves out. They were about to uh, go extinct as a species. So that's why right. they went into this. Okay, we have a conflict now. We're not going to bring out the nukes. And we're not going to bomb each other. You send your champion. I'll send my champion. And then the, whoever wins, they get to establish the rules. Is that it, kind of what was it, going on yeah. in this galaxy? Yes. If I don't think we're going to be able to compare all this. I think it's different timing. It's almost like being in different worlds on different timelines. And uh, you know what I'm saying? We've got a lot of things to talk about, but I don't think it's going to mesh. It just needs to be looked at how different people were back during the you know, horse and buggy days compared well, to no, how they are now. He's talking about what he did. He's just sharing your, his experience. Yeah. He's just talking uh, just, about his experience. I the, so yeah. go ahead. Tell us your these, experience, Dan. These are the planets that, because I was trained as a duelist, those are the planets I, I, I fought in where they, they did dueling. We weren't even invited to the realms unless we were willing to submit to combat uh, because they wanted us to prove that we were willing to forego technology and resolve conflicts that we had with them in duels. So we, they weren't, we weren't even welcome unless we could send duelists that were capable. That's what I was trained to do. Many, many advanced species don't do this, but that was, those weren't where I went. I was assigned where I was trained to be assigned to go. Many, many planets mm-hmm. don't do that, but that's not what I served in that capacity, so I went to those planets. Okay. And so you wanted to tell us about your training. Could you um, tell us what you want to share about your training and how that works? Training Training starts right over as soon as you can walk. Actually, even before then, uh, as soon as you can walk, they put you in pools before you can walk, and then uh, they get try to get you to walk as fast as you can. Uh, as soon as you can, um, uh, they had a dog training you how to walk, constantly nudges to keep us to walk and then run. And the training is done uh, at uh, at nighttime at the base, and then during the day, uh, we, those memories are removed so they, we don't get that training, and then don't remember it. And we go to regular schools during the day where we're continuing to be trained, but it looks like a regular school, but it's not really a regular school. And um, we were trained in many different skills. Uh, I guess, you know, running running like the Apache. I had Apache instructors, sword fighting from Japanese, and uh, sword fighting I learned from Japanese instructors and um, Shaolin, Shaolin, instru- Shaolin monk instructors. The Shaolin uh, used to also fight mm-hmm. with swords. 
Uh, those are my instructors in that. I, I had instruction in equestrian trick riding. I had instruction in bull riding from bull riders and equestrian trick riders from uh, they they anything that would be useful against or in those engagements is what they would teach us. Uh, I was taught how to run through the jungle by the Hmong, also known as the Hmong Pinyard Warriors. Uh, the training is quite ex extensive. Also, psionic skills, telekinesis was very important, uh, um, and some empathic. We didn't do nearly uh, the level of psionic training that PSYOPs Corp people did, but it was quite extensive because a lot of the combatants we dealt with uh, had those abilities. They could go and could, they could actually enter your mind and control you. Um, they did that in uh, Star Wars. They said, these are not the droids you were looking for. That particular right, yeah. ability, they had to teach us to block that ability because the, uh, the, the many reptilian species that we actually had fought with uh, had that ability and they could take over your mind. Enamor you is reality. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Okay, so so then you were trained in all these things, and then, um, so I, I don't know if you're ready to explain some of your combat situations or if that's where you want to go. I'm kind of we're kind of just tracking you where you want to go with your information to tell our listeners at this point. You want to talk about I, some of your no, battles? It's the 20 and back. You know, people do want to know a lot about that, but um, my main focus today is the inventing and uh, distribution of free energy generators, motors, and engines so uh, uh, we can bring this planet back to its pristine condition and free everybody from economic slavery. Um, they don't want to do that because they committed it, meaning the secret space program uh, in, in the people in charge don't want us to be removed from slavery because they still want us to be transported then because uh, they sold us and they took the technology already they just can't deliver us they think they're going to be able to take down the barrier so they want at least 100 years to do that that's why you keep hearing 100 years before disclosure because they want 100 years to figure out how to get through the barrier um, before they will allow something else to occur which means well before they stop considering us slaves that are going to be exported um, to the places, to the people that bought us, we're not gonna, we're not gonna allow that. I'm not gonna allow that. That's unacceptable to me because I know the bar They can't okay. take down the barrier. We'll never be able to take down the barrier, and I'm not gonna give them 100 years to do it. Good, good. So, uh, how can you <clears throat> stop them from requiring this 100 years for disclosure? Well, we, what can you do? We have what a lot of people do? on this. We have a lot of people on this planet, uh, a lot of countries on this planet that were not that are not a part of the secret space program. They're becoming aware of this particular circumstance, and and uh, if I can't uh, and and I kind of use, I'm I'm able to go work there if I if I need to. If I can't get the secret space program to uh, say, okay, go ahead, we're gonna bring this plant, we're gonna we're gonna stop treating you as slaves and, and free you free you from economic slavery and, and allow this technology to be released. If they if the United States doesn't do that, I have other places to go that will do that, that I am very welcome at. Mm -hmm. Well, Errol the Great from Roswell wrote, a, um, and um, what was his name? It's called Interview, Interview with an Alien. Um, and in that book, which was also a, a YouTube series, they talked about how this is a a slave planet. It's a, that once souls come in here, they're trapped in this cycle of, um, you know, reincarnation, and they can't get out. 
Is that what's going on as far as you know? No. And, no. Okay, so you're no. not aware of the uh, theory that this is a, um, you know. No, it's a planet where they grow slaves, and we're one crop. And then when they Work when wrong. they sell all of us off, then we're going to grow another crop of slaves. And it 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 continues on and on for thousands of years. And I'm trying to stop that cycle. Well, uh, having the outer barrier up definitely permits allows us to stop the cycle. But the the people in charge of the secret space program, the people that sold us, they're afraid that we're going to kill them all because they committed that crime. Uh, in fact, they've been threatened by China and Russia that they want them all executed. That's why they keep insisting on amnesty. Well, we're not going to give you any technology unless you give unless you give us amnesty. And I can, I'm trying to convince the Chinese and Russians to give them amnesty no matter what. We don't need their technology. Uh, I'm working with a bunch of scientists, and we're re- reinventing all that stuff. It's not that hard to reinvent. We're really smart people. So how does this tie in with the announcement about the um – the new space program where they're going to get to the moon within five years, and then the, the Chinese program, which apparently has – they're already there, or they, they plan on getting to the moon, and then the Mars mission. How does this all tie in with what uh, well, the, your inventions and, you know, your, your goals? Well, going to the moon and going to Mars, that's a rich man's hobby. We just we just want to make this planet pristine and free everybody up from economic slavery. They they don't care about the moon or Mars. They just want to be free of economic slavery, and they want this planet restored. Only ri- only rich people think, oh, I want to go to the moon. Oh, I want to take a ride to Mars. You know, well that's a that's a you know that's a little tour. It's like going on a cruise. It's a vacation. That's that's not gonna that's not well, gonna free you from economic slavery. What's going to free us from economic slavery? Explain that to us. The, te- the technology. What can we do? Free energy generators, motors, and engines. And explain how that frees us. <clears throat> right now you pay about, what, 16 cents a kilowatt hour for electricity? Free energy generator, right. uh, considering all costs involved, is about to one twentieth. At the This is the most expensive one. One twentieth a penny per kilowatt hour. And that changes everything. That that alone frees you from economic slavery. That electricity alone. And then put them in cars, and you don't have to fill cars with gasoline ever. Put them in trucks. So put them in they ships. Don't put them in they, jets. They don't have a. They they don't have something they can continually market and and suck money out of our pockets if it's free. Right. So how can we ever get them to give it to us? Because Tesla well, happened back in the nineteen or the <clears throat> what, 19, early nineteen hundreds, right? Tesla retrofitted cars, volunteer cars you, with it. If you if you can't actually invent them, then you can't force the issue. And and that's what they told me originally. They said, Well, you know, you can sit there and, and ask all you want, but we're not gonna give it to you. Go invent it yourself. So I said, Okay, I can do that. And I did. Now I can force the issue because I have the technology. And what what will you do to keep them from squelching it like they've done before? Well, we'll see. 
there's a you okay. know I I'll, I have ideas. I mean I I expect the outcome to come out in our favor because I've always won all of my battles. Right. And it seems that there's a faction that wants this to come out and a faction that wants to repress it. Is that what's going on? Yeah. Uh, um, definitely Marilyn Houston definitely wants the technology released right away. Definitely. She showed Tom DeLong different. She showed him the 6th Force and the 7th Force. She showed him a replicator. And he described it to you. And and all the scientists in NASA agree, yeah, that's the 6th and 7th Force. All, anybody who's anybody in NASA said, yeah, that's the 6th and 7th Force. That means that Marilyn Houston clearly told all of the top scientists in the United States, this is real. This is not fiction. Right. So that, she's okay. the person that wants it released, but she's not in total control. So she went a little rogue and showed us some. But she didn't actually show us. She showed Tom. Tom's kind of a, oh. you know, he's te- technologically illiterate, but his description is absolutely accurate. And the NASA scientists that, that reviewed the description really were able to recreate it from that description. Thank you, Tom. Oh, wonderful. All right. Uh, anybody else have questions for Dan? Um, Matt Painter, do you have a question? Or comment or feedback? I'm sorry, I was on the phone with my wife. Uh, what, what was? <laughs> never, never mind. If you're on the phone with your wife, <laughs> we were just going back to you. We're passing the talking <laughs> stick, and I wondered if you had any comments or feedback. She, she went out of town, and she wanted to. She, she, she went out okay. of town, and she wanted to inform me that she made it there. That was all. <laughs> oh, okay. So that she arrived safely. That's sweet. Yes. She's now part of our okay. radio show. <laughs> Paranormal researchers we yes. are. All right, folks. I'll sort of take over here. UFO Association begins with the Paranormal Research of ET Educational Entertainment with American Communication Online. And so I've formed this little company, but we're not doing anything except making radio shows. So what we're looking for is people such as Dan Cooper with a story to tell and a mad painter and even Tommy Hawksblood and Janet Carlesson. And we started with Stargate to the Cosmos seven years ago, so we're coming up in June. So if any of you would like to join us, uh, we have uh, acoassociation.com and ufoassociation.org. I'm uh, paying for those myself, and unbelievably, it costs a lot of money to do these things in social media, not to mention your time, but mainly dollars. So I'm just letting you know. We do have a donate button, but you know nobody cares. So I'm just letting you know. I have not yet figured out how a mad painter gets uh, Mike Ringley to do this, but apparently they're able to do it. There must be magic behind some people that know how to run radio stations. But anyway, I love a mad and Janet and uh, Revolution Radio folks. Be sure and listen to Mad Painter on Sunday and Monday nights. You just go to revolution.radio, and Janet Carol Lustrin has two shows on Sunday and Monday night, isn't it, Janet, on Revolution? I'm just doing a little thing on the hour. Here I have Sunday and Tuesday, and I wanted to say uh, there's, a, there's a donate button on aquarianradio.com, and your site where you have your donate button, where can people donate to you if they want to donate? Mine's on UFO Association.com. Mine's on UFO Association.com. Yes, 
Uh, uh, where is it on yeah. that? I'll go look at it. I'll go see where it is. I want to see if it's because um, yeah, we've been doing this for we've been doing this for seven years. Um, seven years. Um, if we added it all up, we would probably have a heart attack with what we spent <laughs> to do this for know. free. Um, it just comes out of know, my account, folks. It's just money gone. Yeah. It's, I'm really behind America. I'm on the bottom and going, make America great again, folks, with all my little pennies and dollars. But, you know, we're all equal in that respect. I, believe me, people at, at the Trump CJ, level. I don't see your donation button. Where? Oh, okay, here it is. Like, USAassociation.org. <laughs> she needs to make it a big, bright button. She has it hidden on I'm the embarrassed. Third line down. Remember, third line remember down. Some of the girls, donate. What it is, Jane, is a lot of women in radio now. It's very competitive business, and they're all getting a little catty about people making money. And I haven't made money yet, even on my books. I'm I'm in debt because I published. Well, we're not talking about making money. We're talking about maybe help the the meet the. We're helping the world. Our hearts in the right place. Just like um, just like um, just like um, Revolution Radio. They they have here's our budget every month and it's like what twenty six hundred dollars or something and please help us just pay <laughs> the bill. Collect 30. <laughs> we can't collect but, enough. You know, it takes me about two hundred a month the way I'm doing it. But now, folks, I do have to admit that there's a lot of companies out there helping me, like iTunes, FM Radio, Stitcher. Now I do have to pay for Spreaker, but Spreaker does a lot of work for me. I was having to do myself. It took me about an hour to download the show and put it back up free on YouTube uh, through my Microsoft Word or my Word, uh, Windows 10. So I put it on a Spreaker. I pay them 40 bucks a month and then another 20 on another channel, two different channels. But you know what? It comes out in little 15-minute increments, but it's worth it. Janet used to pay big bucks for the entire two hours, so she's got one that loads free every time. She's broke the code, haven't you, Janet? But Spreaker's good for that. No, no, are- no, dear. I, I, I had to back off was paying that because you know I not I have to eat right to stay alive. So it's just, it's, anyway I don't want to so, I don't want to cry. This food, is a homemade like, commercial. I made commercial for the old lady. You know we're obsessed because the reason I do this and I know this is why Dan does this. So and this I, I'm going to talk to Thomas and that why do you we better do tell this? me why it's I like do it because I've been paying the bill it's seven years. on the logical right so. Um, let's go round robin and ask, like, why do we do this? We could certainly be earning a bigger living some other way, but uh, the people that get involved in the UFO world, we we want to help the world become. It's like Monty Michael Jackson, uh, make the world a better place for me and you and the entire human race. And I want to include the extraterrestrials that come and go from this planet. And I, my vision is to get us to out in space because I love Star Trek. I was uh, twelve and nineteen. Um, what was that? Sixty-six when it, it premiered. You old um, girl. When you I old. got that, I was twelve. I was twelve and sixty-six. And but it inspired me because I said, on some level, I said, "This is it. This is real. And if not real, we're going to make it real." And we thought uh-huh. it happened a lot sooner back then because we were supposed to go to the moon in '69, but we went to the moon and we just, you know, stopped. And that was because we got met by extraterrestrials and said, you can't be coming to the moon. So here it is. Um, how many years is later? 2019. This is um, July 20th, 1969. 
this is going to be an anniversary year of the moon landing, where they they said, uh uh-uh, uh, you can't you can't colonize here, you can't come back, and so we did we stopped going. So we don't anyway, know they said Dan that. And That's everybody, why? Well, it's a we story, and the whole world is full of a story, but it's what. Um, Bill Tompkins I like the Jets told us, better than anything. And Bill Tompkins told us this story, and he was dead. He was dead um, two <laughs> weeks did. later. So he yeah. died for us. He died for us to get that information out. So, okay, so let's go round robin. Uh, Thomas Becker, why do you do this? You are on the radio all the time on Revolution Radio. What inspires you well, to do this? There's Certainly, I'm, I'm only on the radio six hours a week, usually. I've but got a four-hour show on Sunday show. and a two-hour on Monday. And uh, the main reason is just to bring people information and to make them think. Use that gray matter between their brain or ears, you know, that thing called mm-hmm. the brain. It's, it's a muscle, and if you don't use it, you lose it. And the, America is being dumbed down so ridiculous and if we don't pay attention to what's going on, we're going to end up knocking ourselves back to the Stone Age again. And and I have grandchildren, and I would like them to have some sort of a uh, a life other than having to survive. Yeah, yeah. And Dan, why do you do this? You you know you're retired like me and and uh, TJ and the and the Mad. And Tommy? how do you do this, Dan? I, you know, I kind of got it from Nikola Tesla. Nikola Tesla was really fond of talking to the public and showing the public the technology and explaining the technology to the public. The problem is, is that the technology was never given to the public. So I do this because I want to take it a step further. I want to not just talk to the public and let them know about the technology and teach them about the technology, but I really, really, really want to get that technology out to the people so that they can be free from economic slavery, and to restore the planet to its pristine condition. I like that. I, I'm I'm also restoring the planet. TJ, what what gets you up in the day to do all this stuff, and what what motivates you? The ETs, my mission. They gave me two long time ago when they gave me that logo that looks like a crop circle or a ET with all the radio waves coming out of it. I didn't know what it was. I still don't really, but I use it as a logo. But I've been saying this since the 80s for the Ascension Centers and the Ancient Mystery Schools that we have a mission statement, and I have memorized it because I have used it since 1989. So I'll tell you, Janet, because you should know this, and everybody that's listened to this radio show for seven years, this was based on the members of the Ascension Center that ascribe to the highest standards of excellence with regard to the uplifting of humankind by providing spiritual and educational awareness. Isn't that pretty? So what I did was when I got uh, into the government, we didn't have all of this. uh, And then I got in the government looking for the ETs and the computers. So I wound up teaching computers because people didn't have them yet. So I had to buy mine and put it together with a K-Pro from Radio Shop. (laughs) But we provided services. So I started providing services as private and group connecting starting groups and having classes and seminars and counseling and doing psychics, training psychics at Psychic Network in Hawaii. 
And later on, we got into doing publications, audio videotapes, and I was going on radio show, radio shows in Hawaii. And uh, that's how I wound up doing Hilton Hawaiian Village and getting people involved. So I'm still in the same thing I've been doing. And I had a big corporation, became president, CEO of that, and profit, nonprofit, and then got trained for another one I talked about. But I'm still doing the spiritual gathering for private group counseling. And when I came into the internet, I, well, I asked for the internet when I was running that corporation out of Hawaii, and that's a big spy base. And I was went to Yakuza, Japan, and went to Spain and Africa and all those places. But nobody had what I needed to run my company, which was the internet. So fortunately, the government working with education and all that, we needed it in the civilian world. And my accountant says, you're not – I don't know where you're getting this, but oh, that's right. You work for the government, so you know about this stuff. Well, we don't have it out here yet. So I was like coming into business, running a corporation like I was from another planet, and I felt like I was. So that's why I'm here today is I'm still doing my mission. So hopefully it's to uplift humankind by providing spiritual and educational awareness, basically of the extraterrestrials, because my motto was alien civilizations exist. So that's what I'm about. So I still use ACE for Ace Folk Life Society of those that want to remember ancient wisdom and new thought teachings together, and that's what we did. We brought ancient wisdom and new thought teaching. So did you get all that? Because I had my phone on uh, backwards and to my palm. Yes. We, we, we. <laughs> Was it muted? Way to go. Even you though I don't know how backwards. to use a phone. <laughs> so that's it. That's the muted the muted mission, and I'm sticking to it because you, you guys should know I've, I've repeated that. So we have the ACOassociation.com out there, folks, if you're interested, and Ascension.center, and uh, Janet has AscensionCenter.net. But we really did start for spiritual and educational awareness for ancient wisdom and new thought teachings, which came together on all these television shows, oddly enough, ancient. And when we got up the Internet and got it going and everybody – they had this. They had my news. We had, uh, matter of fact, on the course content and introduction to metaphysics and spirituality, we didn't only have uh, joy tish and Ayurvedic medicine and numerology and astrology and dowsing and automatic writing and tarot and Kabbalah, but we had ascended masters, Agassan teachers, and we also had multidimensionals in star beings in the 80s, extraterrestrials. And I was part of the 1970s group before we had. What was uh, at one time we were the points of light, uh, and we were uh, I don't know if you remember or not, but uh, we had this uh, we were getting ready for not 2012, it was way before that. So, uh, Jay, do you remember what that we was were called? We were doing Y2K, but I'm going to get back to uh, no, we're, we're doing too far harmonic. We were doing New Age harmonic yeah, the harmonic convergence. convergence about the ascension. It was it was um, in what was it eighty eight or something. And most of these most of the people alive right now don't even remember the harmonic convergence. But that's an old hippie thing. I thought it was yeah, eighty eight, we but anyway, together. I don't quite remember. Yeah, it all goes together because they um, were training people to be. Uh, Children of the crystal, indigo, rainbow, and all that that I wrote right. about years and years so ago. So I want to come book. back to this show because that's another show. But we can well, talk about that is, another show. All right. Yeah. So now, Jen, this yeah, could be good for bringing together our work because you found Dan, and I don't know, you know, he wants he's pretty committed to doing what his work, but we ask him to, right. you know, that's does he want to help? 
Do you want to do uh, anything to do with our paranormal researchers or ET no, education? No, no, TJ, let's not just stay all. on the show. We're not re- let's let's just well, let's not go there. Well, that's what the show was supposed that's... to be about. <laughs> but no, what we're talking about back. is yes, yes. So I want to go back. I, I found something. That I want. I had a point right, for back asking this. Yeah. Okay. I'll go yeah, back because I wanted to bring it back to like what makes somebody be altruistic and want to do something for the world. And then, and then, what makes somebody um, go all selfish and want to do it for themselves, right? So let's bring that back home because the four of us are here. We're aware of our mission to a degree. We're doing what we can. Our real passion is doing something to make the world a better place for everyone. And yet, we have so many people. It's called service to others and service to self. So, Dan, you're in service to others, because you're here, and, and uh, obviously Thomas Becker is in service to others, because uh, not only do you do your own shows, Thomas, but you're, you, you know, you help me, you help all these people, this is your own time, you could be doing something else, something, and then you're here, and you're contributing, and you're managing the board, and then TJ, all the stuff you do, so let's bring that around. What do you think is going on with people that just don't get it? That, you know, this is more important than anything else, but they they go into hoarding um, money, uh, you know, selling humanity as slaves. I mean, that's, that's, that's as bad as you can get. We're going to sell humanity to, as slaves. And I just found the thing by um, Michael Sala, and it says that the U.S. Congress passes a bill protecting slave labor on Mars and secret corporate space colonies. And so this was from 2015. But somebody take this, take, take this uh, talking stick. I'm done for now. Dan, you want to take it? Well, yeah, Michael Saul is correct. That's exactly what they did. But that was before the uh, – well, that was actually right, out, right after the outer barrier went up. Uh, let's see now. You were wondering. Oh, oh, I know. TJ asked um, if I can volunteer to do other things. Uh, I'm 66, and inventing is extremely exhausting work. It takes all of my time. I, I, I really don't have any time left over except for family. Mm-hmm. So I'm really sorry. I have to decline. I have to say that a lot because it's really exhausting work. And it's necessary because I'm able to do it and others aren't. Right. Go, go ahead. Yeah, I understand. And so, and, you know, we all have a full plate. We have lives and things to do. But but we appreciate that you found the time to come to do two shows in a row, and that's a lot. And I know you're probably going to have to go get busy with your inventing and um not be able to contribute as much, so I really value you coming here and contributing. So, what's what's interesting? This uh, article, and I'm going to pull it up again. It says on November 16th, the U.S. House of Representatives joined the Senate in passing a bill that provides legal protection for space mining conducted by U.S.-based corporations that establish off-world operations. While most congressional members that passed HR. 2262 U.S. Commercial Space Launch Competitiveness Act may have done so with the impression that they would protect the rights of U.S. companies in future space mining missions. 
They instead have provided legal protection to corporations that have been secretly conducting such operations for decades. So this is so these things are being passed now in our Congress. This is twenty this is twenty fifteen, so this was going on and somebody knows what's going on that is is bothering to go and pass these bills to a Congress that's probably naive on what's really going on. Wait, you gotta go on mute. You're not on mute. We're getting a lot of background noise. Um, so, uh, Thomas, the Mad Painter, would you like to comment on this? Because this is shocking, actually, that they're passing these bills to make sure that their agenda's in place well, uh, before we officially get out in space. Well, I, I'll tell you, when you're spending, you know, $300,000 to train a guy to run on a mining equipment on, a, on an asteroid, you have to have some kind of insurance that he's going to actually be there just because, you know. I can see a certain amount of legislature needing to be passed. You, you know what I mean? Right, but the people that are passing legislature don't have all the pieces of the puzzle. They got they're no clue. Really sure what's going on. <laughs> they have no clue why they're passing this. Yeah. They just so, go, okay, sounds you know, good you know, to me. It's, it's really the lawyers. Yeah, it's really the lawyers. I mean, they they do it with they did it with the internet too, with this uh, net neutrality laws and stuff. I mean, these people don't even get on the internet other than on their telephones to make a phone call. Yet they're going to try and regulate the internet. You know, they got no real clue about it. So there really needs right. to be some sort of uh, committee that has knowledge of what's going on in order to really, you know. Uh, that that really understands this. I mean, it, it, you got to admit, spending three hundred thousand dollars to train an astronaut and then him go up there for a week and decide he wants to quit would really be devastating to a company. Yeah. Well, I can remember I was at a JJ Hardtop thing back in nineteen ninety four, maybe, and this woman stood up and she said, "Somebody help me! My husband's on Mars and they took him." And he's never coming back. So I think a lot of these you people see, now, that, that would be slavery space, and not so, not yeah yeah that right. would be slavery and not business opportunities you know. Well, I think they might say they might get uh, and like Laura Eisenhower says, you know, she was given this attractive thing to do for her and her sons, but um, maybe Dan knows. Or, you know, or, or these people being taken off and made into slaves, and they're going, "Oh crap! It was a one-way ticket. And I didn't know what I was really signing up for." Dan. Yeah, they. Uh, well, again, my 20 back service uh, was off solar system, out, way out there, and uh, so I don't have knowledge of of these things here that are that have been going on, other than when when you know when I'm researching now, and you know, you're talking about the great brain drain for one thing, you know, uh, uh, removing taking all of our top scientists and removing them uh, off planet to get involved in the secret space program, and they're told one thing, they made promises and contracts are made with them, but then they get there and and it they don't keep any of their agreements, and then they have no way. Of of uh, suing because because they agreed not to uh, uh, go to court and then to agree to a, a, a military tribunal. Of course, the military tribunals always say, "Well, no, you're wrong, and the corporation is right." So that's the biggest objection is that there's really no oversight for one thing, no recourse in courts uh, of um, 
of juris of of uh, civil jurisdiction, and so they have a lot of complaints uh, these people have made that are working in these colonies and working in, and specifically in these mining uh, groups. That they're being treated like slaves, and they have no way of challenging the fact that they're that they they've been lied to, that they're not keep they, uh, that the corporations are not keeping their agreements. Uh, that's for right. example, they they they, they well, see that, that's why I was. That's why I was saying that there needs to be a separate panel, not Congress, you know, because Congress has got no clue. Let me ask you, you know. Aaron Ted 307. They, they, uh, that area code was made in 1947. Area code 307, would you like to contribute? No? No, I'm just you. listening. Okay, guess not. That was the original uh, area code for in 1947, like the CIA. <laughs> oh, they might be well, listening. They, they clicked yes. off real quick. They said, "Never mind." I don't. Well, what want do you to. think so of that? Gonna... Yeah. What do you think about what we were just talking about, TJ? About how people um, somehow okay. agree to do these things. The brain drain. And I've heard this from other whistleblowers. They said, yeah, you wonder what happened to all those scientists. Well, they they will tell your family you're dead. They will tell your family that, oh, sorry, we don't have the body. We can't do it. It was destroyed, blah, blah, blah. But these well, people are being uh, taken off planet. Okay, tell us your knowledge. What do you know? Well, the knowledge that I worked with was the people that I worked with. We don't have any kind of agenda like that. They strictly observed but uh, what I did learn here in 3D world and in, in reality that we call reality in front of our noses was the story I heard was that they committed to work uh, for the government at, and they would denounce all of their family, et cetera, et cetera, uh, to do that. So some people just disappear by choice. They sign their life away just to get to work with the Tesla zero point energy or to work on something for the government. So. It's by choice and by agreement. And uh, Tom, you know, I've been underground. There's not everybody that can work underground on special projects in three yeah. D reality. You'd be surprised. We've had a lot of we've had a lot of people working in Antarctica and Alaska and stuff. They can't do it. We've had tests. Tom ran one of the tests about people going underground, and they basically go bonkers. So it's not easy. But the government does train a lot of people, but they let them out every once in a while. So it's just they let them out every once in a while. They let them out. They let them come back alive? I don't know, because it would depend on each individual, wouldn't it? I just happen to know what I know. But knowing something and then hearing something, alleged hearsay, unless, you know, I have to testify I saw it with my own I felt it smell with my own senses, but remember, I'm also a precog and a psychic, so remote viewer type. So I have to be very careful. Plus, I've died, so I have all these extra skills of you know in and out of body, near death experiences, you know, uh, by location. So I'm not your everyday person to be asking this. That's why I'm pretty much a hermit. I live pretty much alone in my own room and try to stay out of everybody's business, but I can't help it because it's all out there, and I'm supposed to be doing my mission. Helping the world. So the people I worked with have already been there, done that, got that T-shirt, and they're allowed to come down and be humans and 
go back up and do their thing, you know. But I haven't really told people that where they would believe my story or not. In, in one book, you know, just boom, 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 it makes it too easy to read and too complicated at the same time. As you know, because most people can't follow me on my own radio show, and I'm paying for the damn thing. <laughs> Back to you, Janet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm, like, I'm sorry I really didn't see it, but, you know, I'm your interpreter, and sometimes you just are, you know, you, you, you segue. But then, you know, we, we're just, we, we're doing this. You're bilocating. You're coming back. Come back to her. And I did that too. My husband pulls me back. We have we have these people in our life that help us stay on track. And our show is like we're down to the last half hour. And I want to make sure we accomplished all our goals. So well, let's let go Tommy back to our his goal. Yeah. Let Tommy say his okay, goal. Okay, go ahead. Quick. He's go been ahead. so go patient ahead. for seven years. Yeah, Tommy. I, why? I just wanted to bring some. Go ahead to bring something up really important that nobody in the United States talks about, which is probably more important than anything most people talked about so far. In the 1900s, Tesla was working with DuPont. They were working in New Jersey. In New Jersey, he worked with DuPont. Tommy, you're really breaking up, sweetie, and it's going... Is there anything you can do about that? So we can understand what you're saying. It's better now. Well, now I don't hear you at all. So plug back in. Yeah, we lost Tommy. Tommy, you're still on. Uh, It's only at 30 minutes left on the show. So why don't you hang up and call back in? We got 30 minutes left. I can't hear him. I'm sorry, folks, but we're not being rude to him. But you heard I couldn't understand, and he was breaking up. I apologize. So maybe he'll call back in in a few minutes on another number. Uh, All right, back to Janet. You and Dan, uh, me and the Mad are doing our best. The Mad, you feel complete on whatever she's talking about, or you want to go back? Tommy, you call in a minute. I'll give him about five minutes to have his piece. Oh, no, no. They're talking good. Okay. Yeah, so well, let's go back. Uh, we have like uh, a half hour. Does anybody have a question to ask everybody on the panel? Well, I, I just want to make one real comment here. I think it's kind of interesting that the only time that, that Tommy wanted to speak and has nothing to do with you, that uh, they nixed his uh, question. So now it makes me even more curious as to what he wanted to ask. Anyway, go ahead. Right. Hopefully he'll be able to call back if he can uh, make his point. But, um, yeah, it's interesting. That's you funny. know, we had problems on all these Calvin shows. Parker recently. Calvin Parker's on here, too. Calvin Parker. Well, Calvin come say hi. Uh, hey, hi, Calvin, do you want to say hi? He, he says he wants to uh, set up a time when he can print it out. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, thank you. He wants to do it in the future. Okay, Calvin. Okay, Thank we'll you. set up a time for him to come back on. Calvin, Calvin has yeah, an interesting in story. He's um, He was uh, like a Travis Walton. He was out fishing or something, and then he was taken or something. Yeah, he has a very interesting story. It's been a while since I heard yeah, him, but Pasigula, we'd love to have him back. Pasigula, Mississippi. Pasigula. Yeah, yeah, we'd love to have him back on again. Tell him, Calvin, if you're listening, okay. um, 
write to us at Aquarian Radio at Gmail and no, he's and we'll already get you on the schedule. He's already okay, given it to well, me. I've got it. Get him on the schedule. Spencer, okay, good. Spencer two eighty eight at Yahoo. Don't say that. You might not let that out. <laughs> I imagine he's trying to sell a book right now. <laughs> I'm okay. pretty sure okay, he's cool. that. <laughs> Calvin Parker, folks, uh, please look at his book. Uh, you can go to uh, a friend of mine, Philip Mantle, in the UK, to Philip Mantle, but you just look up Calvin Parker on Facebook, and uh, Calvin's got a great story, and I'm sure they'll make a movie out of it, but I don't know that it'd be long enough for a movie, though, like Travis. But they did Travis Walton, though. But it's a pretty good story, 45 years ago. So Calvin Parker right here, Pascal. Mm-hmm. Near oh, yeah, Pascal. Uh, there's, there's been some new information come out about it. Uh, there's been other witnesses finally step forward after so many years. Um, Janet's had him on the show, and so have I. Oh, okay. Yeah, so y'all he's, like he's, him, really, huh? he's a sweetheart. Oh, you'll love him. He's a sweetheart. So, yeah, pursue that. So, um, okay. okay. I'm going to keep you in time. It's 3.32. So what uh, What do we want to cover in the last half hour? Well, we got Russ Anybody Kelly coming on for the Sunday. And uh, right. here's Tommy. I, I, I got a question. I, okay, you go I ahead. Question, ahead. It's kind of... Uh, given your your uh, state of intelligence, why do you think they used you as a super soldier? I was. Uh, they they wanted to. Uh, they weren't able to enter certain areas, uh, groups of solar systems that were controlled by different. Um, well, one species and a whole bunch of different solar systems is a realm, and the in the in the realms that are warrior realms where they only resolve conflicts uh, in ritual, you know, duels, they wouldn't allow anybody into their space unless they would submit to a duel. And the first time the uh, United States submitted uh, their best uh, fighters to a duel, they lost miserably, and basically they were told never to come back. So they, that's when they decided to genetically engineer and specifically train people specifically to go and fight those duels just so that they could talk to those people and make alliances with them. And this is in many warrior races, many warrior realms. Not every advanced feature is a warrior race. Actually, it's not a great percentage. But the United States did want to make alliances. They did want to go through their space. And that was that was what they found was necessary. The same thing happened on Mars, the exact same thing. That's where they originally learned they had to do that. And they and that's where the program came from, where they where they genetically engineered and specifically trained us to, to fight duels. M- me, me. Other people were trained to do other What um, happened on uh, Mars? Can you elaborate? Well, you said that happened uh, ran, on Mars. Uh, the the the, repti- the Martian reptilians, they're not Draco reptilians. And apparently there's like more – see, I have to take my information from Randy because I have no personal experience about Mars. But what okay. happened on Mars, what Randy is relating that happened on Mars is the very same thing that happened in many of the warrior realms that I fought in. And so Randy says that, we, you know, we, we, that they, they insisted we fight to the truth. That when we first came there, we saw them fighting like Romans with swords in groups, and it didn't make any mm-hmm. sense. We, they, it didn't make any sense to them at all. And then they eventually found out that they weren't welcome. They actually uh, said, well, we're going we're gonna to vaporize you all uh, if you don't submit 
to a fight to the truth. And so we did, and the very same thing happened. We lost miserably, and then we were asked to leave. And they don't, no, 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 give us another chance, give us another chance, and we did. So they trained soldiers like Randy, and Randy was very successful at fighting reptilian, um, uh, the Martian reptilians, in ritual, hand-to-hand. Uh, well, actually, they did it with swords, same thing. They're very fond of, of uh, staff weapons because hand-to-hand is a little too brutal, and the warriors are very important people in their society, and um, um, that's why they like a clean, a clean cut or a clean kill um, rather than brutalizing each other fist to fist. Uh, that's why they like the sword, to resolve it with a sword. And this is what happened on Mars. We ran into a warrior race, a warrior reptilians, and they controlled Mars. They were the indigenous population. They said, you can't stay here unless you're going to fight to the truth. The planet will decide if you can stay. Is what well, it they sounds told. like Klingons. It sounds like the Roddenberry brought that forth. Yes, it, it's very um, much that. that it, they were relating what's like in a warrior realm. But, but mm-hmm. they didn't actually relate it correctly. Um, that they, they actually do submit to duels and they don't use technology. And, and, and they asked the, uh, you know, the United States asked the, uh, and the Nazis did too, they asked the, uh, the Martian reptilians, well, why? And they said, well, because we destroyed our planet using technology. This is not our planet. Our planet was the one that makes up the Kyber Belt. All those little pieces running around the Kyber Belt, that was our planet. And we, we destroyed our planet using technology. So we renounced it. And we don't let, let anybody come here that isn't willing to do that. Renounce fighting with technology. Let me uh, and, we want, and we wanted to stay on Mars, so we submitted to their, so we, we submitted to their rules. Rules of yeah. engagement. Rules of engagement. Rules okay. of engagement. Each individual, goes, goes, each individual goes through their own spiritual path on the planet. We've got as many gods and as many religions as we've got, you know, thoughts. Thoughts are faster and then the consciousness and the speed of light. But I, I really want uh, Tommy to have a say-so. But, Tommy, I'm going to ask you real quickly because you – you, we can't even understand what was going on a while ago, but Paul Twitchell was in the Navy, folks, after World War II, and he married a lady, but he had the gift of words. So uh, the, the Navy, like me, I mean, he was good in public relations. So he became uh, actually uh, – he got hooked on Swami Pramananda, who headed a self-revelation church of absolute monism in Washington, D.C., Okay, so he and his wife lived in an ashram or church, and uh, he was actually born in Paducah, Kentucky, close to where that used to live, and he died in Cincinnati, Ohio. But Tommy studied Ekinkar, which uh, touching the face of God uh, in 56, or Paul had experienced. And so I'm wondering, Janet, now th- I'm just going to throw this out there, because he said that he was touched by the face of God in 1956. But Tommy studied under him to become the Bahanta, the living egg master. Tommy studied all that because he lived in New Jersey, and he, he met a woman that got him involved. But uh, real quick for spiritual enlightenment on the spiritual side, because here you have Dan living all this stuff, and people joined Scientology and stuff like that and became Ekinkar. But we talk about the soul. But Tommy can input the uh, – Tommy, I know you have a, a different attitude about aliens. Do you want to share with Janet and me just a little bit about the soul travel? Because Dan has his story, and we featured him. But you had a question earlier or something. Dan, 
You you well, seem to be was, connected to Tommy about something, didn't you? Well, there was, was two things. Two things. I know I can't go into the Tesla thing. I don't have enough time. But the most important story happened in New Jersey, and nobody could talk about it. They flooded a city. Tesla worked with DuPont in an underground city in Wanaka, New Jersey. It became the vortex for the Montauk Project and the Philadelphia Experiment. Very few people can talk about it. Tesla had in his notes he was working with a particular particular alien race. I mean, I could go on about that, but I want to get back to what you started to bring in because it's much more important about Ekinkar. Okay. It's one yeah. path. He followed Sundar Singh. He went to India and studied under that master. He came back to the United States and created Ekinkar in the United States. There's only two paths on the planet that teach you about soul, teach you about death, teach you about murder, teach you about angels and gods. If you cast that all out, you can cast out all history because every story is about deities, gods, and, and, and all these words. They were gods. There's no gods here. They were just people with power. And one thing I wanted to add to that real fast, in Jersey, they created nine, well, no, not nine, six super warriors, actual warriors. They were eight feet. They had blue big eyes. They had superpower. They were created in the first army base in the United States, which is Picatinny Arsenal. They were taken into the battlefield. I don't know what they did with them afterwards. Now, when they talk about battles, it has nothing to do with spiritual, has nothing to do with God. If you play in the world of that, you play in the physical world. Breaking up again. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry, Tommy. You're, it's so sad, Tommy, because I, don't know I know why. you I'm have sorry. knowledge. He does a lot no, of No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, maybe next time. It's uh, broken up. Do you know why, Tommy? Is it your wire? No, I used, used my cell phone. Now I'm on my my uh, my wireless phone. Uh, maybe, they're doing a lot in Hawaii. They're spraying the skies every night with chemtrails here. Uh, they're bombing. They're setting bombs up in the mountain. They're doing so many ridiculous things. We have so many earthquakes in the past month. Uh, there's a lot going on here. You got uh, clear on this island. Are you sitting still now? Something changed, but now we can hear you if you want to try again. So you're very much a researcher of New Jersey and Wanakew and all the uh, Montauk and the uh, time travel. So you have a time travel what? story, and you saw a UFO. And, but all right. Well, let me, I'm just let me to just try to say in. this. Mm-hmm. Let me just try to say this real fast. In New Jersey, there's a, a, a city, Wanakew, New Jersey, where all witches lived. But that's where DuPont was working with Tesla. Tesla was working with DuPont. They flooded that city to put a bridge in between New Jersey and New York City, New York State. And during that time frame, there was all kinds of murders and killings. But Wanakew became a a flooded uh, lake. In that lake, for nine months, UFOs were going in and out of it. The army was stationed around it. I know that for a fact. My friend lived right where it was all happening. He got the picture of the first crashing into Wanakew. During that time frame, they tried to buy all the people out, which they had to do, because they knew they were going to flood the city. Now, where Tesla was working, we tried to break into the, into the, to the steel doors that surround the mountains where he worked. That was when DuPont was in their food, which now they created a new one. But during that time frame, the government stayed there for nine months, surrounded the city, surrounded the lake, while the ships were going in and out through the ice as well. We went to every library. We talked to all the police. 
We we got every document. We were the only people doing it because nobody knew anything about it. But that was in comparison to our friends with Al Bielik and Chris Nichols, but Al Bielik was closer. And what was going on the whole Montauk project pertaining to the Philadelphia experiment, they're connected directly. And I can tell you more or a lot about that. But Chris uh, Nichols went a totally different way. Uh, I mean, he was in so many times. But Al Bielik, his stories are incredible. I, he proved certain things to us. He told us when they were going to kill him. He told us, okay, here's a date. And when he gave us that date, the, the whole coast went into a blackout from Canada to Florida. They never said a single word about that. See, they, they, that whole situation, when, when Tesla was working with alien races, when he created all this knowledge, he said it in his notes, you, the, the world will not be ready to use what I'm giving them. And he said they will not use it wisely, which they won't. They created the first, first earthquake machine in 1900, and they're using it now, and it's going to be a serious problem for the world. So, I mean, I can go on, but I, I don't want to take this, the, the topic away from I, I feel the spiritual side of life is much more important now than playing, killing people, fighting people, because if you, if you even accept the idea that there is a God, you're actually responsible back to it. And if you think killing people, I tell you, was with the master. We went into the Hessel plane. He wanted me to kill all these aliens and stuff. Can't do it. And watch them go into these odd cities and destroy them. There's very few it's people breaking on the planet. Up again. It's really hard to hear what's going on. Um, I, so you're I'm saying a, that something about Tesla. Um, so, Dan, are you working with Tesla technology? No, I reinvented it. Okay, but you're. It's the same thing, or some of your inventions are the same things that Tesla brought to uh, humanity. Yeah, well, that, 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 te- that technology hasn't been revealed, so it's, so I essentially had to reinvent it. So Nobody handed me that uh, technology. I had to reinvent the United, it. The United States took 50 inventions. They gave 150 right. to his country. Those inventions pertain to the doomsday weapon, harp system, I mean, time travel, all those things came out of Tesla's knowledge. When he was working on free energy for, for planes, he, he, he worked on the engine for the first plane that flew across the world. I mean, he was with on any person alive at the time, but it wasn't his technology. I mean, it's not like his brain knew all this stuff. He was working with a particular alien race, which gave him all that. And they're responsible for what's happening to the planet, and it's not going to be good. I mean, why... Uh, 5G coming out in a month around the, most of the United States. It's going to take a while to hit Hawaii, but that's only the first step in destruction to the planet. Now, do you know Nick Baggett? He worked on the harp system. He was the first person to put a, a video site up many years ago. They shot his father Nick down Baggett, in a plane. Yeah, yeah, Nick yeah they, killed his, uh, they killed his father. No, uh, they killed his father. They didn't kill him. Nick Baggett put his site up. It's up still today. He's, he's pretty rich, So, but he was on with uh, Jesse Ventura, he showed a little sound machine where they can project sound in, or any thoughts into anybody they want, which is what they're using the harp system for. Went inside the White House and talked about it inside the White House, and they admitted it. So Tesler had so much knowledge, but it was created for, for a reason. And people have to understand, why would an alien race give us such high technology? Make us smarter, make us spiritual? Body. 
They never found his body, so some presume he's still alive. I don't know if he is. What? Nick and That's I, a good uh, story, Nick Baggage. Who's yeah. story? Nick Controlling Baggage? the human mind. Yeah, Nick Baggage with the harp system and all oh, no. that. That's he's good. still alive. His father was down in a plane. Oh, his father. Okay. So his he's the father, eldest son. Not him. Of the, he's live. He's rich. He's living up yeah, in he's, Alaska. He's, he's doing quite well. Okay. He was well, just on with Terry Cassidy last week. Up. Yeah, that's a good Terry story Cassidy. to follow up. Harp and but he's uh, the mysterious. It's really, it's really hard for me to make out what Andy is with, with um. Bobby saying well, because it, the connection is so bad. Can, can we kind of? Um, well, look, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just um, really bad, and it's giving me a headache. <laughs> no problem. Okay. Sorry about that. Bad connection. Bye, Bye, Bye. Later, because all right. I'm sorry. That's uh, it's rough. Not your fault, and, Tom. Not your fault, Tom. Thanks for contributing. Yeah, it's not your fault, but it's like really. really I feel sorry for him. I feel so sorry for him. Bless his heart. He tries so hard and wants to contribute. And he always seems to have some type of conflict. He's going through a really hard time, folks. So, you know, if you can listen to Tommy Hawk's Blood or get in touch on his YouTube or channel, please do so. He's going through a lot of problems right now. People next door, house burning up, and he's having a lot of confrontation in his reality. So uh, we go through conflict. It's not fun. I've been going through a little myself. So just... You know, that's another reason, Gene, and I wanted to have friends and keep doing the radio show because some people need us. They need our social support. So, you know, it's nice to feel like we're doing something, but it's also, you know, it's sad that we're, I don't know if you'd say we needed, but we, we do need each other. And uh, Dan, can you say anything about that? I know I'm mad. I can, but can you, why do we, why are we helping each other with this stuff? Because everybody's got their own story and their different level. And that's what I mean by levels. Each person has their own level of intelligence or their own level of what they're interested in. We say they've all got their own soul path. In other words, you can't force, uh, you know, a horse, why they say you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. That was sort of Janet talking about why are some people, you know, sort of deaf to the 3D reality. You want to talk about that at all? You, you're asking me why, uh, what my motive is in wanting to save humanity from global warming uh, um, and no, slavery, industrial slavery. Um, let's not, see, I have children either. and they have grandchildren. That should be simple. Right. My children have children, and I don't want them to be subjected to global warming or industrial slavery. So let's talk about what I what I did get was Tommy mentioned the 5G rollout. Uh, Dan, what do you know about that, and how is it going to affect humanity? Is that the uh, final act of enslavement? The 5G that's 5G. apparently coming very, yeah. You're going to have to explain what you're asking me. What I'm asking you is what do you know about it and how, so the stories are out there that it's going to totally enslave and mind control humanity and that's like the, the final enslavement of humanity and we're just going to, you know, we start dying off and it's going to be totally negative and deleterious to our health and, and our spiritual evolution and our consciousness and everything. That's some of the stories that they're going around. What do you know about it? No, I don't understand what you're asking. 
I have no, I'm just asking what you know about the, Tommy, what I heard him say was that he was talking about the 5G and technologies are going to be rolling out very soon here. Um, I guess it's coming up much faster and nobody's been able to stop it. People have been protesting it because of the stories that it's going to totally enslave humanity. Okay. Um, to, um, Matt Tater, have you covered this on your any of your shows about the 5G technology? Uh, not really. Now, I have studied a little bit about the 5G, and it is uh, it originated from a weapons uh, uh, aspect. Uh, if they're using it for uh, a weapon, I'm not sure. Uh, the Really, most of what's going on is driven by big business uh, looking for your money, if you know what I mean. <laughs> right. You know, not not trying to wipe out humanity. So, I mean, I've had 5G for almost six months and I have no problems with it, other than the fact I think it's not as good as normal Internet. Oh, it's not as good. I don't believe it is, no. You know, I have no choice. We either have 5G or you don't get internet here. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know enough about it, but it's supposed to be a lot of stink about it being negative. But um, I can't even find anything negative about it. I just heard bits and pieces. I haven't paid. Uh, 5G viewed very critically by scientists. Let's see if I can get a serious health impact to the 5G. Fifth generation, okay, I'm pulling up an article. Sorry about that. But I had heard about this, not paying attention. I thought it was years down the line. Um, it says uh, antenna in every 12 houses is batshit insane. <laughs> I'm skeptical of being implemented in the first place. But apparently it is being rolled out, and you're already doing it. So uh, are you able to sleep at night? Uh, are you starting to glow? I'm mad. <laughs> I've had no problem. Are you losing no, your mind? Well, I've been gone for years. (laughs) We have had one host that had it in her house, and she got real sick, and she took it out, and she's fine now. So, you know, I mean, some people are sensitive to it from what I understand. Yeah. So it depends on the the level. People are saying it will pass right through you. And some people are in fear of we're always in fear of everything we don't understand that's common it's human nature so you just have to look into the building blocks that you you know deploy and if you're a really good light beam being and you believe in uh you know spirituality maybe you can not worry about it passing through you because it's not going to go away so you might as well get used to it, just like all these other things i think at the time back with AT&T if we'd known what was coming back in the 80s we wouldn't let people do what they did and that was told to me by guys that uh, were telling me firsthand that they were laying all the stuff down for what we have now for cell phones. In other words, Big Brother. So once Big Brother was accepted, and we never talk about that because we're using it right now. So uh, everything is known, everything is seen, and everything goes through us. I do feel a little different, though, about things. Uh, I believe it gives people more anxiety for those that are listening that do feel like there could be a concern. You just have to be aware that everything is energy in a way of speaking. That's what this is concern is about is when it – what damage does it do? Just, you know, we'll just have to look at that. It's all technology. So 
the big thing is even 10 hours ago that 6G is coming, but will that destroy humanity? So, Dan, you're not up on the wireless technology apparently, right? You're not keeping up with the – it's sort of like the harp system. I remember when Tommy was talking about the spraying for communication or whatever, uh, Dan. I couldn't make out what he was saying most of it because it was just so garbled. But, uh, oh. yeah, they're concerned that it's going to be invading us at no. every level, and they're going to know everything we're doing and thinking and when we take a pee. And and then uh, one of the concerns is that uh, it's going to it'll we'll, start we'll buying things for us that we won't even know. <laughs> and to, uh, DNA, DNA damage, uh, ionizing radiation, uh, cause cancer. Yeah, so anyway, that's what their concerns are, and who knows, you know. They could want us all die off by the time we're 50 because, uh, you know, we're not as um, big of a uh, – we're not as valuable, right? <laughs> so they can't get as much money when they sell us off planet like Dan was saying. Hey, we're running out of time. Let's uh, maybe wrap this up. Um, final round. Uh, what would you like to say? Let's start with Dan. What would you like to say? To our uh, the, uh, it's kind of interesting, the – like TJ was saying, uh, everybody that went off in the secret space program, all the scientists, they volunteered for that. They did sign papers for that. They they just didn't – they just were lied to, and they had no recourse when they got there. They actually signed and said that, well, even if things go bad, I'm okay with that. So they all agreed. They volunteered that. And that's pretty much what they're doing here is they want – uh, they want everybody to be under stress, uh, both um, uh, physically, uh, uh, medically, you know, a lot of stress medically, so that when the aliens come here, your, the, your new slavers that have already bought you, when they come here to, to get you, you're going to volunteer to go with them because they're going to promise you 300 years of life and perfect health and and pristine planets and, oh, it's not going to be anything like this and you're not going to have to suffer global warming or radiation or 5G or any of that thing. So those things are being done, chemtrails, those things are being done intentionally to stress people out so that they will volunteer to leave. Great. Okay. And as far as okay. I've known, a, I'm sorry, go ahead, whoever, I was just, go ahead. No, go ahead, your turn. Go ahead, TJ, go ahead. I was your just turn, TJ, mention, go ahead. I was just going to mention that years and years ago, I mean a long, long time ago, I was reading – when I was doing uh, quantum entanglement and quantum physics with some various high physicists that uh, you know, we were conversing about the future, bringing out the slit theory or you know, how to explain the quantum entanglement. But at that time, I was reading uh, – now, I'm, I just have this in my head, but mining, I thought, was done back after the 60s with the Apollo missions. So I have a part of me that believes that we never quit going to the moon. So I know about the Tompkins story, and I know that my husband's story working at NASA, and I, you know Ken and I are talking. So we may put together a situation that maybe the mining was always going. There were certain things there from the – I thought the Chinese were mining, and I thought different companies. Uh, I thought it was Russians and the Chinese, and uh, that's not the public folks. program. The public doesn't think the public um, story is that we never went back. That we no man has walked on the moon since I don't know the which Apollo mission, but um, so that's, that's unexplained. The so folks, 
Yeah, I don't know where I read all that, but it's not like I know it, but I, it was in my psyche already because of the elements. It was after Element 115 back in the 80s when I was going in and out of Vegas, you know, because people doubted Lazar, but I, me and my husband was like so relieved finally because we'd been working in it since the space program in 85. What was that, Star Wars or something, Ahmed? Do you remember when we got involved with the Navy and, and Reagan and Star Wars? Anyway, we uh, look at yeah, Reagan folks, had the Star Wars program. Yeah, so I know since '85 we were doing the mining, and uh, but the Star Wars was to you know help us. Where were, where were we doing the mining on the moon since '85? We were, uh, we were we chemical. We where, had we, certain minerals. We were mineral mining, and there was a yeah, space race. That, that wasn't the official story. Well, that's what I don't understand, so I have to be careful because I was working on things, but remember, I'm a psychic and a precog, so sometimes, but right. I know what I read. I read those things, but then I read a lot of manuals. Well, it wasn't too, a public so. thing. If you go to the public story, we I haven't know. been back okay. to the news since the early, yeah, yeah. Well, let's do this again, folks. We're not. We, we're sorry if today was not sort of an upper and a downer. It wasn't as full blast energy as we were yesterday so it is hard to do a two-hour back-to-back but you know we do thursday and friday anyway well thank you janet and thank you dan and thank you and mad we're going to do this next thursday and friday too and i may even start doing sundays because some of our guests want to come on and we're getting people that really do feel like they want a voice and uh work with our ufo association janet so uh and our alien contact org but now remember i've still got the ascension center and you've got the network for our spiritual side, which we started with, with metaphysics. And then has Dan got to work with Dr. Rick yet? Rick and Dan? Uh, Dan would yes, probably enjoy did. doing a hot Tommy. I think no. Tommy and Dan, because they were both dark warriors. Oh, you haven't, Dan. You haven't worked with Rick or Tommy yet, have you? No, he did He did work with Dr. Rick, yes. Oh, okay. Well, maybe sometime you can get, just if you want to do a show for Dan and Tommy to do a dark warrior uh Thing so because Dan may appreciate the soul level of the Ekinkar people because it was military navy. Dan may find a, a strength of sharing a story in there in the what secret space program, right? That uh, in the what yeah. did you call it? The ICC, real quick, Dan. Was it the interplanetary corporate conglomerate? Corporate conglomerate. Yeah, okay. interplanetary That's- corporate conglomerate. It's basically, about the U.S. Uh, all the U.S. Uh, aerospace companies. Oh, okay. Um, well, see, I, I hate to inform you, but we're out of time. Okay, baby. I, I don't mean maybe, but you, you know, my BFF. Okay, yeah, BFF. I know. You probably oh, okay. can't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> okay. Mad. Okay, I'm uh, baby. I'm baby. Yeah, you're baby. Okay. I talked to my kids, you know. Uh, Mad, uh, how do we get out of this now? Do you want to help me next Friday with uh, whoever? You know, TJ scheduled with uh, Janet. She's pretty good about giving me those notices. I'm not trying to make her my manager. She just really does a really good job. Oh, at I it. don't mind doing that. I don't mind doing that. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody. I have to go. I've got somebody coming to see my apartment. So Thanks, Thomas. Much love and blessings. Thank you, everybody. Aloha. Bye bye. Okay. Thank you, Matt. All right, everybody. Have a good one. Thank you, Matt. I really appreciate your help. Thank you, everybody. Hopefully we bring you something later. We didn't have music at the beginning, so maybe we can play a little to get out of here. I don't know if we can or not.